Let's get back to Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Third in today's lineup is one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, Eric Dickerson. When you went to SMU, did Ryan Meyer recruit you there, or how did you end up there? Oh, yeah, he recruited me. Uh, he came to, to my hometown of Sealy several times, came to watch his play. I played the state championship game, he was there. Uh, but yeah, that's how, that's how I ended up going there because, you know, he recruited me so heavily. And you had a great backfield with yourself and you also had Craig James there. Did you ever pass the ball with that team? Uh, we were not a passing football team, really. We were mostly a running football team. Uh, I think a lot of people look at our, the Pony Express and, you know, thought that was the main part of our, our, our team. But we had such great defenses. I mean, we really did. We had great guys on defenses, defense and, um, I always say that our defense was so underrated and, and they were so good because I think just because of, you know, the notoriety that the Pony Express, you know, had back in those days. How good of a coach was Ryan Meyer without some you? Oh, he was a very good coach. You know, I, I, I think, I think Ryan was a, maybe even a better recruiter than he was a coach. I mean, he knew how to get the talent. I mean, there was no doubt that if Ryan recruited you pretty much, you know, he could sell your mom, your grandmother and the whole family and you were going, you were going most definitely, if you didn't, Think about SMU. I mean, before when, when he when he came to visit you, they were at the top of the list for sure after, after you left the house. When you were at SMU, did basically were you blocking it all for Craig James, or was Craig basically the main blocker and just basically opened the holes for you? Uh, no, no, we 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 didn't we didn't we weren't in the backfield that often together at all. Matter of fact, because uh, we were in the eye set and and uh, we we would alternate. Uh, my fullback was was Charles Drayton, and, and uh, his was Mike Mark Christ. So sometimes they just they switch him out. So uh, really, we we alternated. You take a series, and I take a series. You run your series, and if your series scored a touchdown, you stand that whole time. And that's kind of that's kind of how we did it. And if it was four downs and out, then that was it. And it, it, it worked for us. Who came up with the nickname? The name Pony Express. Uh, I think Russ Potts came up with that name. He was the uh, the AD. And uh he came up with with, with the name uh the Pony Express. When we got there they were it was called Mustang Mania and then all of a sudden they switched it up and started calling it the Pony Express. When you got drafted by the Rams, uh and John Robinson was their coach, what was he like? I like John. You know, John was a guy that, that knew how to run the football, uh was a players coach, knew how to talk to the players, you know, and um you know, he was just he was he was a really good coach. You know, and, and John recruited me uh, to come to F C. And when I finally, when they drafted me, I won't forget when he walked up to me, so I finally got you. So I'm over at the Air Force, so. Was there any temptation to go to Southern Cal? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, a, a, a little bit. A little bit, uh, to go to Southern Cal. But, you know, at the time, Southern Cal was so far. I mean, I'm, I'm from Texas, born and raised in Texas. Texas boy, you know, small town, and Southern California was, a long ways away. You know, I took my first official visit to SC, but I didn't end up going there. Because SC was known for their running backs. You had the Heisman Trophy winners and you had O.J. Simpson and Ricky Bell there. Right, I mean, right. they always were known for their running backs. Right. Charles White was there. I think Charles White won the Heisman that year uh, that I went on the visit. You know, if Charles White could win it, you could win it, right? <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, Texas not go after you hard? I mean, because they had Earl, I mean, you had been following Earl Campbell there. Uh, man, I, I wasn't a Texas fan. I mean, I, I Texas, I, I texted you arrogant for me. You know, I just, uh, I mean, I, I, I kiss still only like University of Texas to this day. 
How young were you when people realized that you were going to be a really good football player? Uh, I think I, I was in the ninth grade, and, and a guy said to me that, I won't forget, he said, one of the best athletes we've ever seen in these parts in the last 25 years. And, you know, I didn't even, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even get it. I'm like, really? And he said, yeah. He said, you, you can really do things. And, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what he was even talking about. And, you know, so when I started at an early age of playing sports, you know, played football on that track, selling great on. I remember that season when you got 2,100 yards. You were just unstoppable. Every time you touched the ball, it seemed like six yards, six yards, six yards. How good was that offensive line, or was it all you? Uh, no, man. Come on. It's never all you as a back. You know, you got to have the help up front. You know, we had a great offensive line. Jack Slater, Kent Hill, Dennis Harris, Doug Smith, David Hill. We had, a, we, had a lot of, we had a lot of great guys on that line. Uh, Bill Baines. I mean, we had, we had, a, we had an outstanding offensive line. You never saw the Bears line in the mid-70s that Peyton ran behind. That was all Peyton. Those guys yeah, weren't going yeah. in a great line. Well, well I mean, you know, no, no matter what, no matter how, how a back had worked out, you know, the back has to have help up. Sometimes the lines are worse than others, but, you know, even Walter played. I mean, she had some, some, some good lines at times. It's not great. I mean, I think that we had, a, we had an exceptional line at the Bears at that time. Uh, and we had a coach that knew how to run the football. You know, all kind of schemes to, to, to put, you know, the back, which was, was me and other guys, in, in good situations. Now, going into that uh, draft, did you expect to be taken by Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, I knew they were trying to get me, and they made a trade. I think the trade took place with Houston and Seattle. Mm-hmm. The trade took place, and because uh, and uh, they called me the night before. And told me uh, that I had a ticket at the airport and you know test the flight out to LA. They were going to draft me the next morning, and I, I actually heard that I got drafted. I was on my way to the airport. I was in the car when I heard I got drafted. When you had those twenty one hundred and change yards that year, what was was it like running the ball? Did you feel like anytime you touched the ball, you could break it? Well, I mean, I, when I was, especially when I was younger, I always felt like that. I felt like any time I, I got my hands on the ball. That I had a chance to take it all away. I mean, that's what I was. I was a, I was a long run hitter, a home run hitter. You know, for baseball and football is different. I mean, I always look for the long run. I didn't look for the five or six yards because, you know, I had the speed to outrun most guys. As you went to training camp, you realized the expectations were pretty high on you. Did you have any idea you'd be handling the ball as much as you did as a rookie? Because you're in no, the no, nothing, thing. no, not at all. When we, when I first got there. Our offense was set up as a, uh, um, we had a two-back set. And we played the Redskins in the preseason. And I won't forget, they beat us like to death. And that's, I think, the second preseason game. And we came back the next day, and John Robson, he said, uh, forget everything you learned, we're going to go to the one-back set, like the Redskins. And, and he said, and you're my back. And that's when I, that's when I, that's when I you know, started, you know, and I got a chance to start. How did the goggles come about? How did you, like, the board knows and not going with contact? I was blind, couldn't see. I had to wear glasses. I mean, that's why I had, that's where the goggles came from. I mean, I just I still wear glasses to the day to this day. And without the goggles, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't have did anything. Because I mean, running backs are known for their vision, being able to see everything what's going on. How did you compensate for the eye issue? Uh, <laughs> that's not always true. They, they think that's true. You know, a lot of fact goes by feel a lot of times too. Stuff happens in a flash. You know, real fast out there. So you know, everything is not done just by. By, by, by vision. I mean, I just, I, you know, that's, that's just not always, that's not always true. Now, you were also drafted by a, uh, another Los Angeles team, but they were 
the Los Angeles Express of the USFL. Any temptation to go to that league? Nah, no, not really. I mean, my, my, I won't forget my mother. When I got, when I was, uh, when I, when I got drafted, I, you know, I asked her, I was my grandmother, I asked her, I said, you know, which one you think I should go to? And I won't forget her reply. She said, which one's been around longer? I said, the NFL. She said, that's where you should go. She was a wise woman. Yep, very wise. When you played in that playoff game against the Bears in 80, 86, it had to be the coldest game, I think, in NFL history. What was that like? Very cold, very cold, very physical. Uh, it was just a, it was, it was a tough day for us out there that day. Were there any particular teams that you could look at and say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get 150 yards today? Uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a few teams like that. I mean, teams that, that I always played well against, and that was the, uh, the, the, the St. Louis Cardinals and the, uh, the, um, what other team? San Francisco. I always played well against the, the, the 49ers. And um Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If I could play against those teams every week, I would. Did you have a preference for the type of field you like to play on grass versus astroturf? I, I drive. You drive now. Say that again. Did you have a preference for what kind of field you like to play on grass versus astroturf? I, I didn't really care. I, I didn't really care. It didn't bother me. I mean, you know, grass or turf, it didn't make a difference to me. I mean, I was, I could, I'd run on either one, grass or turf. I think at that time. The, the, the turf fields were not great. They, they made they were faster, made you feel faster. But uh, you know, I enjoy playing on grass. You know, that turf. But it was good to have a mix. But if I think if I had my preference to play on one or the other for the full season, I'd take grass, like most players, natural grass. Yeah, the turf wasn't the field turf they have today. It was like basically painted concrete almost. It was bad. Some of it was painted concrete. I mean, I played on the fields. I got the fields and. Uh, and uh, New England at the time was a terrible field. Houston had a bad field. A lot of fields were, were not were not really good fields. When the Rams traded you to uh, the Indianapolis Colts, what what went through your head? Uh, you know, I mean, it was just it was, it was business. I mean, I didn't want to go. I mean, I didn't really I didn't want to leave LA. But for the money, I mean, I had to leave. I mean, I I was I felt like I was getting underpaid at the Rams for sure. You know, I was only making about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. A lot of guys making a, a triple my salary, and they wouldn't even, you know, plan up to my expectations. And you know, when I went to the coast. You know, they gave me over a million dollars, and that's that's all I wanted for the Rams. Who were you negotiating with the Rams? Was it Friday the owner, or was it the GM? Or nah, nah, it was it was, it was John Shaw at that time. John Shaw was general manager. That's who the guy that you, that you negotiated with. What was their What was their side of the argument? They had, you know, they have a, a premier running back. And, and they don't Let's want to pay again. You. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said in the beginning. What, what was the Rams' argument for not paying you? It doesn't make sense to most people. That's, that's, just, that's just how they did it. And the, the Rams were, at that time, were big. A lot of teams, not just the Rams, a lot of teams were big on, to me, messing over players. I mean, underpaying them. And, they, you know, they thought it was like a game, and it wasn't a game. I, was, I mean, and, um, you know, that's just how they, that's how they could do you. I mean, they really could. There's no free agency. You couldn't go anywhere. You know, you just kind of stuck. And you, you, you take it or leave it. And that was kind of that's kind of their motto. And you know, when I got out of there, I mean, I like I know there's a couple of teams that wanted me. One was the Redskins. Uh, when I left there, I want I want really wanted to go there because my cousin played for the Redskins, and uh, he was the one who called me and told me that the Redskins were were, were after me. But I knew the Rams weren't going to let that happen. Not not the NFC that they were going to let that go down, and they did. Running backs have to have a huge season. A lot of times have a letdown because of the wear and tear of that. 
season carrying the ball that many times. Did you go through that after that 2,100 yards? Uh, no, not really. No, no I, was, I, was, I was young. I mean, I was only 23 years old, so no. Uh, I, I didn't get beat up too bad, you know, those first couple of years, I mean, first two seasons, but you know, it, it, it becomes as you know as as your career goes on. But now I was I was I was pretty I was pretty pretty healthy. So with the Colts, you get to uh, to play for Ron Meyer as yep. a pro. Yep. 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 Yeah, my, my old coach, you know, I, I enjoy playing for Ron. Ron's a good friend of mine. Ron took care of me in college. Took care of me in the pros, and uh, just a good man. You know, I, I really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I can say I really love Ron because I mean he treated me just like you said. When he recruited me coming out of high school. He told my mother, I feel like he's my own son, and, and he kept his words to her. What was your favorite moment in the NFL? Um, and I had so many. I mean, when I got drafted, that was that was one of my favorite moments for sure. The, the draft day, uh, the year that, that when I went over two thousand yards, another you know favorite moment. When I made my first Pro Bowl, I was really excited about that. You know, you just have so many moments. I mean, I can't say my favorite. I never, I never had a chance to play a Super Bowl. I mean. Uh, but, you know, I just had so many great memories and moments in the league. Playing on Monday night, something special? Uh, playing on Monday night was special for every guy. I mean, at, at that time, you know, every player would look forward to playing on Monday night. When, when the schedule came out, you wanted to see how many Monday night games you had because, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all these other stations going on. You know, ESPN 1, 2, and, you know, NBC got a game, and ABC got a game, CBS. It wasn't like that. It was like Monday night was it. You know, it was Monday night football, and, Every all your peers get a chance to watch you play, and then the whole world got a chance to watch you play that that that, that one game. And so, most definitely playing on Monday night was a was a very special night for I think for all players back in those days. Now I think it's, I think it's kind of the players take it for granted. I thought for sure you were going to break Walter Payton's rushing record by the time you retired. Did you feel that also? Uh, man, I think you know if situation would have presented itself, I may have stayed with the Rams the whole time, which you know it just didn't work out like that. Of course, I think I would have broken. Even Walter said it to me. Uh, we were doing an episode of Coach, me, him, and uh, Lawrence Taylor. And he said to me, he said, Eric, I want to thank you for something. I said, what? I don't think you're getting traded. And we laughed about it. He said, man, you broke all the records. <laughs> and I said, hey, Walter, you know how it is. I know how that's league is. But, you know, I mean, I thought I had a chance at it. But, you know, honestly, when I played, I didn't think about that kind of stuff. I just liked playing football. That was it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the sport. You know, and I played it, and you know, it comes a point where you figure out business, which makes the ugly side of it, but it is what it is. You and Leroy Irvin formed a, a, a bond fairly early on. How how did that come about with the Rams? I mean, Leroy, just he was just a nice guy, a guy from Georgia. You know, from a small town in Texas. You know, he was from Augusta, Georgia, and uh, you know, we just we just kind of hit it off. You know, and we and Leroy are still really good friends today. We we in business together. Uh, just, just a, just a genuinely nice guy, you know, and, uh, you know, football has a tendency to, to, to change all of us a little bit, you know, along the way, but, you know, Leroy always remained the same, and I always have to remain the same, and, you know, we just remain friends. I was talking to Richard Dent one night with Jim McMahon, and they were rating the best running backs of all time. They basically said the top five are Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Eric Dickerson, O.J. Simpson, and Gale Sayers. How would you rank the top guys? Man, you know, it depends on who you like. I mean, I mean, most definitely, I got to put OJ Jim Brown in there for sure. Barry Sanders has got to be in there. You know, Walter has to be in there. I mean, it just depends on who you like. That's what it comes down to. I mean, for my money, I don't care. They can put all those other guys, 
gym and my for me I, I was OJ guy, you know, and everybody has their error. I mean I was uh, a couple of months ago I was uh, a golf event which I'm at right now, how much how much I'm running the minute guys. And um a guy said, Oh you got some Jordans on as a little kid that so you know who Michael Jordan is? A little kid said, No, I don't know who Michael Jordan is. I just thought it was so funny because the little kid had no idea who Michael Jordan is. You see who LeBron James is? Yes, I know who LeBron James is. So it just goes to show you how the errors are. You know, if they don't know you in that era. They don't keep up with you. If you're not their guy, you know, kids kind of, you don't know. And for me, I was just, I was, I was an O.J. Simpson guy. Do no, you think anyone's going to break your record? Somebody, somebody break it one day. You know, I hope, uh, I hope it lasts for another 25, 30 years. You know, maybe I'll be, I'll be getting gone by then. I won't have, I can't say anything about it. <laughs> You know, I have, a little, I have a little son. You know, he's he's one and a half. Maybe maybe he'll come along and break it, play football and break my record. But you know, you want your record to last as long as you can. It's nothing selfish about that. It's just I'm honest about it. Uh, I, I'm a guy to be close. It's great, but honestly, no 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 guy wants their records broke. I don't care if you have a, a jump rope record in high school. You don't you don't want your record broke. Now, 1999, your first year of eligibility, you vote into the Hall of Fame. A lot of guys have to wait forever for that record. Were you expecting? To go into Canton that soon? Um, you know, I didn't know. I figured I had the numbers. I mean, that's, uh, to me, that's what it should be about is the numbers. Uh, even going back to that, the funny thing, I didn't know what the Hall of Fame was my first two years. I won't forget, I was in my second year. I said, but I was 2,000 yards. I'm at the, I'm at the, at the uh, Pro Bowl, Ricky Jackson. And I'm, I'm just going to go back and I go back to the Hall of Fame. Ricky Jackson was out there talking. We were talking. He said, you're going to go in the Hall of Fame. You keep playing like you're playing. And... I'm like, I'm waiting for him to kind of elaborate what the Hall of Fame is because I didn't know what it was. So finally he stopped talking. I said, Rick, I said, I got a question to ask you. He said, yeah. I said, what's the Hall of Fame? He said, Eric, I don't know what the Hall of Fame is. I said, I have no idea. So he went to explain it to me. I'm like, oh, okay, because I didn't know. And uh, most definitely, you know, when, when the moment came and, you know, and, and I was, you know, chosen to go in, I, that was a proud moment for me because it kind of solidifies your career as a player. I mean, it says that you were one of the greatest that ever played that position. And, uh, you know, I always wanted to be a great player. No matter what I did, when I ran track, football, baseball, I wanted to be great at it. I didn't want to be good. I wanted to be great. And, you know, I thank God for my talent because, you know, that's why talent came from was from God. And, you know, I just I just did what, what, what he gave me. Vitality gave me how I worked with it. I would have loved to have seen a race between you and Bo Jackson or Prime to see who was faster. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I've got to a good race. I was, I was fast back in those days. You know, I think, you know, so many fast guys. I mean, when I came through, it was so many guys were fast. Daryl Green was guys to work out with. I could not run down. You know, he was fast. I mean, yet the later Dion came, he was fast. I mean, it's just so many guys that, that were fast. Bo was fast. I mean, just a numerous amount of guys that had top speed. Percher Walker was another guy that was really fast. And, and you know, one thing about being fast is it's something that you can't coach, you can't teach, you have it or you don't have it. Yeah, but to be successful as a running back, there's more than just speed involved in all that. Even oh, most definitely. To play that position, you just can't just be fast. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know your, your, your position. You know, you gotta work with, with what you have. You have to know how to, you know, slow it down, speed it up, you know, when the right time to hit it. I mean, the greatest thing is for backers to when you get in the open field, and I was never back. I didn't look over my shoulder. I didn't, I didn't look back. I mean, hey, if you catch me, you catch me. But I didn't. I didn't believe in looking back. I, when I was in high school, uh, a coach told me. And I think I was I, not junior. I, I would look back, you know. And he said, "Hey, don't look back. The goal line's, you know, that way." And so I just I, I never looked back again after that. 
Who was the toughest defense you played against? The toughest defense? Toughest defense. For me, it would be the New England Patriots. You know, they always gave me six. I mean, I think people would think it's the Chicago Bears. Um, but it was, it was the New England Patriots. I mean, year in and year out. I don't care if it was with the Rams, if I was with the Colts, the New England Patriots, they always, you know, they just seemed to give me fits. I mean, all the time. I mean, that, that the one day that we played the Bears in the NFC Championship game, they would, they would tough defense that day, but on, on the average, I always played well against the Bears. You know, we didn't fear them and we played well against them, but of course, through my career, the team that gave me uh, the, the Blues would have to be the, uh, the New England Patriots. Was it because Ron Meyer was their coach for part of that time? No, no. It was just, it was just, you know, they, they, the way they, the way they played me. And I, I asked the guy that I, I asked the guys, you know, why, why, why they played me so tough. And he, he told me, sir, he said we played you. He said, we called it Dickerson week. He said, man, you wasn't gonna get a hundred yards on us. If you did, it's gonna be a tough hundred. And it was. It was always a tough hundred and ten, hundred and five, hundred and twenty yards. And, and, and that was that was very true. Ted Reynolds, he's a linebacker, played for the Patriots, and he was the one who told me that. Boy, they, they made it tough on me. How did you choose number 29 as your uh, uniform number? Uh, well, I wore 19 in college. I was number 19 in college, and I got drafted. Um, I uh, came out on draft day to, to, to L.A., and I, my, my, my draft number, I, I chose 25. That was my number I was going to play under. And so uh, he, uh, I mean, he... Um, and I, the reason I chose the number was they had 32, 34, 29, uh, like 45, 25. And you couldn't run 19 as a running back. And so I just took 25. You know, if you look at me when I'm, I got drafted, I'm holding that number up. And when I got back to, to my, to, to Dallas that, that night, my best friend said, well, so what number did you choose? I said, I chose 25. He said, why'd you take 25? That's a really slow number. That's <laughs> slow. Man, I said, I don't know how that told me, I told him the number that they had. He said, why don't you take 29? You could take 19. I said, no. Why don't you take 29? I'm like, oh, okay. So I called back the next day and talked to Mr. Mr. Hewitt. And I said, Mr. Hewitt, I want to switch my number. He was a equipment guy. He said, well, Eric got you in the paper at 25. I don't think we can change that number. And I said, I paused. I said, well, if y'all don't change it, I'm not coming. <laughs> so he said, well, I think, we, I, I, think, I think we can change that number. <laughs> so that's how, that's, that's how I became 29. That wraps up another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. I'd like to thank our guest, June Playboy Playmate Audrey Aline Allen, and Pro Football Hall of Famers Willie Lanier and Eric Dickerson, and our Hall of Fame executive producer, Dave Olson. Tune in again next week for Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com.